0: Today with Joe Ness on Live 95.
1: Now breakups are hard enough, but what if neither of you want to stay together anymore? but you're living under the same roof because you have a shared property together. So you're financially connected. How do you emotionally navigate being stuck under the same roof as your ex? Well, on the line, we have Joe Heffernan. He is a IACP accredited counsellor. And we also have John Lowe, who is from the TheMoneyDoctor.ie. And you're both welcome this morning. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Good Anne-Marie. morning, Anne Marie.
1: Um, I'm going to start with you first, uh, Joe. What sorts of problems could it cause when you're in that situation? And I, I suppose I mean, I'm talking firstly on the emotional side of things that you might feel trapped. You can't necessarily walk out the door. You've nowhere to go because you have this shared property. Um, what can what can this kind of throw up for people stuck in that position?
2: Well, I suppose that one would say um, uh, to make. You now this is going to sound a bit off, but to make the best of a bad situation. Um, for example, um, you know, to uh, in a situation like that, um, it's almost unavoidable that. But there will be anger, and um, uh, what you do with the anger is what's important. In other words, how, how how one spouse manages, how both spouses manage the anger. We'll say there there's nothing wrong with anger, but there can be a lot wrong with how it's managed. Um, so there are three types of anger. Um, two are inappropriate, and that would be um, uh, ag- aggressive, uh, passive, and aggressive um now passive would be you know pictures no sound the silent treatment um getting in digs uh muttering and the other person doesn't know what you're muttering about uh no eye contact long face no explanation uh put downs um cold <coughs> treatment uh etc and that would not be helpful because uh cooperation is so necessary in a situation like the one that you described um and it can also be cost effective um there's a new system that we hear about called collaborative law um it's a newer type of um resolving a dispute um of the sort that uh, that you uh, brought forward there um and um it means that, um, trained lawyers in that, um, now I'm making it simplistic, but sort of sit around the kitchen table and, uh, draw up an agreement, uh, between the two parties, which is signed. And the big thing is that it avoids litigation, it avoids uh, court, and, uh, and therefore it costs an awful lot less. And if people would, um, agree to uh to that system uh, they'd be doing themselves definitely a financial um uh, favor um and uh also it would um it would be where the anger can be that's the problem
1: though isn't it because you were emotionally attached never mind financially in a relationship yes. with this person. And whatever happens. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about where people amicably separate. They're, they're able to live together under the roof for as long as they need to. I'm not, to, I'm talking about where something has happened. They've fallen out, but yeah. they just cannot, for whatever reason, maybe there's negative equity. Maybe there's a big debt. Maybe they can't sell the house. Yeah. For whatever reason, they cannot sell the house and divide it between them. But they still have; they need somewhere to live, and that is the problem, isn't it? The anger over whatever has happened. So, I know what you're talking about there. You know, drawing up an agreement, Um, but the hurt. Yeah. How do you deal with the hurt?
2: Well, there is, um, of course, there is hurt, and there's. um, It's like the system of loss. We'll say, Um, you know, denial, anger, bargaining, uh, depression and eventually, hopefully, acceptance um, of a situation. And um, and how uh, do you
1: get to that point of acceptance? Because well, it's going the, to be very hard to come in and out of the house, and he or she is there, or the other p- significant person is there, and there is this wall of silence, as you call it, between you.
2: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, Anne-Marie. But uh, we'll say then to continue with the, uh, the anger part that you are describing so well there. Um, would be um, uh, the uh, after the passive behaviour which um, I described there. There can be, and hopefully there won't be, and wouldn't be, but there can be aggressive behaviour, and that can be, you know. Um, but you need to get view. from
1: you need to get from that anger to acceptance. So how do you do that?
2: Well, the way to do that then would be to be assertive with your anger. In other words, like we'll say I statements. If you begin with I, you've a chance of getting a reasonable negotiation. If you start with you, you probably are heading into a row.
1: So I don't feel good here because we're not getting on together. I would like us to be able to live together here until we can sort it out. I want us to be able to be... On friendly terms and put down the baggage is that what you mean? Keep saying how you feel in the eye
2: <laughs> I, I think that was um you you should be in the counseling business that was absolutely perfect, yeah, yeah um and be able to say like I was angry when you and whatever the issue was either said or done um uh things like um i i i I get irritated at times by and um uh, I get angry when, you know? And that's so different from you make me <clears throat> angry when. That's a row starting. Yeah. Um, Watching so, the blame and, and the big Well, the big thing, Anne-Marie, is be prepared to hear the other person. Be prepared to hear their legitimate anger. And, um, and be prepared to forgive. And realize that both people want to have a life so that... Um, uh, arguing, um, big time and, uh, you know, non-cooperation, um, is really, it, it will not help. Um, so the thing is to be positive about what you want and to be helpful. To, to bring that about with the other person. Okay.
1: I'm just going to hold you there for a second, Joe. And mm. Joe Heffernan is an IACP accredited <laughs> counsellor, which is the Irish Association of Counselling and Psychotherapists. Uh, we also have on the line uh, John Lowe from themoneydoctor.ie. John, the money.
0: <laughs> yeah, the root the money of all is, evil. It is right, he's is right, Amory. Good to talk to you. Um, yeah, you've got to start, first of all, with the house itself. And you mentioned earlier that. There could be a situation they just can't move out, they haven't got the money. But the houses in joint names, generally, and even, even if it's positive equity, usually those two people uh, use their income in order to get the mortgage. So if one decides to move out, it means that the other hasn't got the ability to take over the entire mortgage, and that's one issue. Also, the fact that you probably, if you're married, um, you may have uh, joint assessments which means that maybe where one partner might be on a 20% tax rate and the other is on the 40%, that 40% tax rate partner is actually soaking up all the credits from the other partner. And that goes out the door as well when you separate. So there's a couple of things that you need to start doing um, when, you know, the the shove comes to the push. But reality is the dose that actually will bring a lot of couples together. And, And I think Joe mentioned it earlier, Um, Mediation, you know, try and avoid solicitors if you can because once you get solicitors involved, you know, your
1: money's gone.
0: Your money's gone. Your money is gone. And, you know, there's lots of ways. I mean, you've got to uh, really stand back and look at the reality. Reality is, we've got X amount of money in this property. Uh, If we sell it and we divide it by two, um, you know, And and there's no other complications Um, will we both be able to get on with our lives will we be able to get a mortgage on ourselves, maybe they might meet another partner and Um, would it be
1: easier maybe if they agreed for example um, on the money thing uh, uh, that one maybe moves out and rents out a room in the house to cover their share of a mortgage let's just say could you start working around things financially like that or is that just going to make it more messy
0: Well, that's a solution. But, I mean, if you move out of the property and you let the room... Don't don't forget, usually when a a couple split up, they usually move into the other bedroom. And if they have children, they may be moving in with one of those children. So they may not be able to rent out that other room. Um, They may have already a, a, a house full of children and adults. But if they move out, they're going to have to rent. Rent has gone through the roof. Uh, so that's more money that they have to mm. find. And it, it's a catch-22 situation, a vicious circle, that, you know, you have still to pay the mortgage, you've now got an extra rent, and you've got, uh, you know, two households, effectively, to, ha- to to fund.
1: So let's say you put aside the solicitors and you're going to agree with the other person, look, we're, we'll sort out this the finances to something that we both agree on. How mm. do you protect yourself in that situation? Because you said... I said and you said and starts falling out in a few months' time and that's not what we agreed and you don't well, have the solicitors.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Anne-Marie, if you can't agree between yourselves, that's where a mediator should come in. So the mediator,
1: mediator could set down the ground rules and there'd be something yeah. in writing then. Is that the way it would work?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Because, for instance, you might have children who are, say, 10, or 11 years of age and so they've got another 10 years at least in that house before they become you know, independent. So that means that if if you're the one who's moving out, you still have 50% of your of your value of your property in, in that property, but you can't access it for at least 11, 12 years. So you've got to be real about that. You can't, you know, suddenly, you know, turf a partner out with three children and uh, think that they're going to get housed or they're going to get rent. So you have to be realistic. And, that's and where what the then if come in.
1: the relationship was solely dependent on one income from one side of the partnership?
0: It's very difficult. It's extremely difficult mm. because um, the other partner, male or female, by the way, would have to kind of learn a whole new uh, kind of thing about finance and how to cope. Uh, generally, you know, if, if the person who is the breadwinner in the family they would find that they're doing all the finances as well. And um, the other partner is just looking after the house and maybe children and various other things. So it's extremely... I think generally that's why, as you said earlier, a lot of couples just stay stay together but miserable mm-hmm. and in different bedrooms. And
1: that's why we have uh, Joe Heffernan on the line here, a counsellor, because that is very difficult, Joe, isn't it,
2: that... Extremely. Extremely. And the thing about it is that don't make a bad situation worse. I mean, don't argue in front of the children. Um, Don't uh, quiz the children about who did what the other day. Um, Don't criticize the other parent. Um, uh, And, uh, you know, do be as positive and helpful as possible because that will bring about... Um, well I don't know about amicable but I mean a workable solution Um, How important
1: is all of that uh, Joe because of the impact on children they're just young beings who are developing and if you don't get that right that could have a big impact couldn't it on the children
2: it can, but there seems to be um, an assumption in the world or in in, in the country that um, a child will be an inverted commas damaged mm. by a breakup. I was talking one time to a fourteen-year-old boy, and the parents had separated. And I said, um, uh, are, "Are you upset by this? And uh, you know, how do you feel?" And he said, um, I, "I was amazed." He said, "It's great, Joe. It was a war zone." so i mean that opened my eyes to the fact that i mean um living in a bad situation um is not helpful and um you know that all saying that um a broken marriage is better than a bad marriage um some relationships don't work out and um an acceptance of that um can be can be helpful and if it can be Um, you know, approached without a blaming um, uh, from a blaming point of view, well then it can help.
1: I'm going to throw now a spanner into the works here, right? mm. Let's say we've gone past all of that we're living together as well as we can manage Mm -hmm. Um, and as you know this could go on for years because there's a long term thing here. Mm. What then if one of the partners wants to start dating someone else?
2: It creates um, another aspect um, uh, in in an already problematic situation, maybe. But, um, you know, that is quite a regular occurrence. And, um, uh, you know, if both people, um, uh, in their own uh, hearts and minds, give the other person, you know, the right to form another relationship, and if the person, him or herself, Decides that they will, um, that they also have, um, uh, we'll call it permission, um, um, gracefully given, um, to form another relationship. Well, then that can work out, and that is very, very regular um, in in a breakup. All
1: right.
2: Um, But uh, going back to the to the money side of things, then I suppose one needs to make a budget. Of um, well, what are the monthly expenses? Um, who pays for what? Uh, can we divide that? Um, uh, you know, um, if it's rented accommodation, well, how does that get covered? And the other... Now, I know that um, that, yeah, that, that, that's into the the kind of um, um money side of things. But these are important things to just to work out. Yeah
1: and John you'd nearly need to be an expert in all of these areas you'd nearly need to be an accountant to know what uh, to do and I think that can make f- people feel very vulnerable but you're saying mediation would guide everyone on that would they?
0: Absolutely, absolutely yeah because I mean the first thing you have to do is you do your budget I mean can you afford number one to, to, to leave can you afford to set up another house can you afford to run that second house and uh, all, all that that goes with that uh, and it's actually down to pound pounds and pen pounds armory. And if if you haven't got it, you have to stay put until you do have it. Yeah, all right. It's, re- it's reality.
1: All right. I want to thank you very much, John Lowe, uh, the Money ie, and also Joe Heffernan, an IACP accredited counsellor on that. If you're in that situation at the moment, how are you dealing with it? If you've been through it, how did you get through it? I'd love to hear from you this morning and maybe give us a little advice for those stuck in that situation or who are on the brink of ending it and possibly not ending a relationship for the fear of what it's going to mean if you have to share the property with the other person
0: Your views your news your Limerick today with Jonnuts on live 95